Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast hosted by Jeff Seabot and Phil Sexton. It's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Our podcast offers state-of-the-art internet tactics and lead conversion methods. We teach you how to become a better realtor and a more valued resource that your sphere will want to use. This is episode 56, and we got a new guest. Actually, Shanley put a poll out. Did you know that Shanley put a poll out? I heard he put a poll out. And you know what the responses what the responses came back as? We want more faces than you two. Well, oh. obviously, that's, that's forgiven. <laughs> Get a haircut? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. I'm going to comb. Uh, they, oh, I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> they want to hear more about real estate marketing, Jeff. And what do you know? When the consumer, when our oh, you go. consumers okay. Ask, so today, our guest is someone that is helps agents with their marketing. Yes, Dustin. Yeah, awesome. Welcome Woo. to the party. So Shanley was actually here. ahead. He put out a poll, but he already had a guest lined up to help them talk more about. I mean, I think you're pretty much, <laughs> he's he, good. He Shanley's might be. Good. I mean, Dustin might be an, an expert in helping agents improve their marketing because he sells houses and he coaches. I mean, all right. So I got a little, I got a few more details about you. First of all, Dustin, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Excited. All right. So I've got a couple of notes that you, sir, are, uh, based out of Salt Lake city, Utah. Yes. You're, you're licensed with EXP realty and you teach agents, real estate marketing, and you host a podcast called massive agent marketing. That, I want to say a massive agent marketing, but it's massive agent podcast. Yes. Wow. Right. Awesome. You're also uh, have written blog articles for Zillow, RIS Media, Homelight, Realtor.org, Inman. So I'm kind of honored that you're on the show. I mean, I'm kind of envious because I I've tried to become an Inman speaker and they just don't want this face on stage. So I'm telling you, man, <laughs> they just gotta pat that down there. I'm missing, and they'll out. I'm missing out. That's all. So welcome. So what's going yeah. on, man? Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. Pleased to meet you guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, I mean, anytime I can talk about marketing and the industry and just like all this, the ground shifting underneath our feet, it's um, I'm excited to do it. I, I was actually at a lunch earlier with some people from my brokerage as like a meetup type thing. And just hearing the ways some of them were talking about how they're marketing themselves, I'm like, I was kind of cringing because they're talking about the flyers and the door hangers and the magnets and stuff. And like, and that's all they do. That's it. And I'm like, how is this, how is this still possible? And yeah, how are you still winning? <laughs> Cause that stuff's uh we think that that's uh the, the earth has moved past those days. And that if that's still your, I mean, I'm insinuating by your tone of voice that you do think that's a little um, we, antiquated. We, we kind of thought yeah. that we would do a, a video of, us at Phil's dad's realtor and then have those things like along with it being buried with her so that we can move past that as an industry. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's just so many things that are available now. And even more important than that, our work, our world has changed so dramatically in the last, in the last 10 years for sure, since the iPhone came out, but even the last five years, three years, what we expect as consumers, the general public, what we pay attention to, what we tune out has completely changed recently and it continues to do so. I mean, we were talking about Alexa before we got started and Alexa is changing everything and podcasting is changing everything. Like we want everything on demand. We want it concise. We want it, you know, we have demands now 
that we didn't three years ago. But so people, do you have like three? Do you have like three tips or five tips? Oh, I mean, like on. what? I got oh, a more oh, specific oh. question than that. And it's not one. I mean, Chris, I just want to let our listeners know that we don't have hour long prep meetings with our guests, right? Like we believe in bringing on people that are professionals, and we're just gonna throw questions at you because we actually did a presentation here recently, and the guy said, "All right, we want to know what are your top three listing strategies." And so we, I would love to share, I would love for you to answer your question because when you're helping agents and they say, I want to take more listings, what are the three things that they should do to get those listings? Great question. Yeah. And seller leads, they're the holy grail. I mean, they're, they're just harder to get than buyer leads. They just are. I think what people need to do is they, first off, they need to acknowledge it's a longer term game than just getting a quick buyer lead from a Facebook ad they ran, they started last night. It takes longer than that. So you have to brand yourself. You have to get your name out there. You have to be part of the community and let your community know that you are. So start a local show, start blogging, start um, interviewing local businesses, school teachers, you know, well, or the principals of the school. Like just go pop on Facebook Live walking down Main Street, start talking about the history of the town and tell a story of something that happened to you in your childhood on that street. Anything with the whole goal of becoming, in the eyes of the general public, the expert on your area, the go-to guy yeah. now, if, uh, if they need to sell or buy because you are Mr. Salt Lake City, you are Mr. Scottsdale, you're Mrs. Omaha, whatever. And the only way to do that is to start getting content out there over and over and over again, not talking about real estate hardly ever, I, I constantly preach that you, you've got to stop posting about real estate all the time. So there's one of the tips. Stop posting about real estate all the time unless you want people to tune you out. Yeah. And I want you to continue, but I actually agree with what you're saying is because I it's hard for people to distinguish between, hey, buy my listing, hey, work with me, and them actually talking about real estate stuff that's not trying to sell real estate. Like I, we find as we help uh, agents understand that, that they struggle with that difference. They say, well, then what should I say? Well, then what should I do? Because unfortunately, sometimes you see people that take your advice, right? You see people that are going out there that are, that are walking the streets and they're, they're doing their Facebook live videos from the streets. And you're like, Oh, but not like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. So when they do that, what is the, what are they trying to portray? Like, do you think that everybody should be doing Facebook lives then? Is that? Yeah. I think five small happy meals. <laughs> I think everyone should be trying Facebook live and Instagram stories to see if, if they, you know, to see if they're going to be well received by people. Some people aren't, some people just suck and that's okay, but it well, doesn't I mean you can't do that. Yeah. Some people, some people should not be on video. Some people should not be heard. It doesn't mean you can't be an amazing blogger. Talking about us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so write it down, right? Yeah. There you go. Take photos and write it down. I love that though. That, he's just being I'm righteous I like though. I think, yes. yeah, it's a good message. Spot and on. here's the thing too, guys, you may, you may make 90% of people cringe if, because they don't like your personality or uh, whatever, but guess what? Those 10% that actually are listening to you, they're resonating with you somehow. Maybe they have similar personalities, similar sense of humor, or a lack of one, or whatever. But if they're paying attention to you, you're finding the right people. By doing content over and over and over, 
that's helpful and valuable and actually gets attention, you're actually finding your ideal client because you're attracting them instead of chasing them down and saying, hey, work with, hire me. You're attracting them to you and by default, they like something about you. Otherwise, you'd never hear from them. Right. Yeah. So when we were, right before we went live, you used a phrase that we like to use as well. And that was become an expert in your neighborhood. 100%. That is, um, as CBOC, I mean, as the CBOC team has grown, we've tried to scale that, right? How can we, how can we magnify the amount? Like you have expertise for a certain hood. How do you get that out to the masses? And so I've heard you say Instagram stories. I've heard you say Facebook lives. What are other distribution methods that you find effective for the people you work with? Yeah. Like tactically, right? right? Like what are the, is there any specifics you could, any gems you could throw out there for our listening audience? Web gems? Web gems. (laughs) I love web gems for sure. Start a, start a local podcast. Maybe it's just a podcast about your small little town, but you're going to become like the celebrity real estate agent by doing that, you know, and people want to work with somebody that they know, like, and trust. So it, you know, and it's easier to like and trust someone who they see on TV or on the radio, right? These yeah. days we can do all of it from our phones, all of it, podcast, flash briefing on Alexa, which is like a mini podcast. Um, you could do a video show. It doesn't have to be Facebook live. I know some people uh, freak out about the fact that it's live. I understand that it's not for everybody, but you can still record a video and then post it later. Uh, you can, you can start your own show using any of those, any of those mediums we've talked about, just find what you enjoy doing, find what you are good at and ask some people for feedback on it. Not, not your family, go outside your family and say, look, you have full permission to, to be honest and hurt my feelings, tell me, should I be doing this or not? And hopefully they'll be honest enough to tell you. And if not, then maybe you just go blog. Maybe you write articles and you can kill it with that. And, and you become like the local uh, blogger that everyone looks to for information about that area that isn't political and isn't bad news. I dude, I can't help but think of the, uh, there's a group that we've talked about on our show before. Mike, I always mispronounce his last name. Is it Shooty? Mike Shooty, Shooty, it is. And he created, him and his wife, Anna. Anna, yeah. Have Go Gilbert, which is a Facebook group. If it's not on your radar, it should be. Because what they've done there is exactly what you're describing. But at the the next level, at the 10th degree. Yeah, they're they're just damn good at it. And actually, they should be on the internet. They should be on on Facebook, right? They are fun. Like, you talk about people that have a good sense of humor. Like, absolutely. The, The characters that they... Did they go? It's in their group. It's called Go Gilbert. Anyway, shout out to you guys because shout out to Mike. Okay, well, Raul has a question. He said he wants to blog, but my writing is really bad. I have some comments, but I'd be more interested in hearing what is your advice for that. Sure, I'm one of those people who thinks that my writing sucks too. But guess what? I do it. Yeah, I, I didn't know that my writing was any good until I started writing and and sending it to places and. Um, I started out actually blogging on my, uh, my search Salt Lake website, which is like my local real estate media company. I started blogging on that and I was just typing the way that I talk. I didn't, I wasn't worried about winning a Pulitzer prize. I wasn't worried about getting the accolades from, you know, the blogging community. I didn't care. I just started putting out stuff. And then I sent some articles to Inman and Riz Media and a few other real estate publications and they, they all published it. And I was like, wow, it it was just, it was validating. 
to where like I always thought that I sucked at writing. I always hated English class. I avoided it like the plague, but I just put on paper what was in my head, the way I wanted to say it, didn't worry about anything else. And it was well-received by some people, not everybody. Some people yeah. want the more polished journal. Yeah, right, right for few, not for many. Yeah. And again, finding the right audience for you. This is, I mean, Raul says it's my second language. So Raul, I'm pretty sure that you speak Spanish as your first language. Do you think, have you, Dustin, come across Spanish real estate blogs that are having the same effect that you're talking about on the English side? Like, I don't actually speak Spanish. Therefore, I don't consume that content. I don't know. And maybe I, I should ask this to Raul. Are there people that are blogging out there, Raul, in Spanish that are doing, that are running great real estate businesses here in town? I'd be, I'd be curious to know. Only because we have a large Spanish-speaking population here. So Right. Well, just like you. I don't speak Spanish. I don't, you know, so I, I don't consume Spanish content. But I guarantee there's people killing it who just focus on Spanish or French or whatever it is, wherever they are. And they just put out content for that group of people. So you, right. you coach agents. So – do you coach them to start a blog then? And do, uh, do you, I mean, like what percentage of them blog or do you do video blogs? Do you do just written blogs? Do you write LinkedIn posts related to blogs? Like what is the, what are the steps involved in that? Sure. So I personally do all of that and, and I teach people to sample all of that. So, and, and here's the goal here. I don't think that you need to write blogs, do video, do Instagram stories, do podcasting, do everything unless you have the bandwidth to do it because ideally you can do it all. But, but for most people, that's not realistic and that's okay. Most people don't aspire to be like, you know, the world's greatest media company. That's fine. You don't need to be to win, but how are you going to know if you're, if you're good at blogging and if your content resonates with people until you try it, how do you know that your videos aren't, are, how do you know that you suck at video and that no one's going to listen until you try it and do it. You know, you've got to sample these things and then find whatever you like and whatever, whatever you're good at. It, more or less what you like, because if, if you like something, you're going to you're going to be consistent with it and stick with it longer, which is the key. You have to stick with something long enough to start seeing results. And if you don't like doing it, that's not going to happen. So you've got to sample the stuff and find out what works. Any of it, yeah, it, no, I, it all works. <clears throat> I, got a story. I really want to ask him a question, but I'll let you go. No, first. go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah, I'll hold my blog story for after you. All right. So let's say that I am not the uh, a neighborhood expert, but I want to sell houses in this neighborhood. What is that? How do I become a neighborhood expert? Uh, I think that's so damn easy. I mean, it, first off, define what define what an expert is. There's no. There's no counsel you have to go stand in front of and plead your case to be deemed an expert. Uh, I mean, you, you have to know what you're talking about, sure, but like a few Google searches or watching a few YouTube videos can teach you some information about an area, and then you just go present it in your own unique way. That's, that's really all you have to do. And, and by doing that, that's how you learn about an area. That's how you become an expert, and you just have to take the time to do it. Yeah, essentially just go try it. Right. Interesting. You know, my comment was because I started blogging in 2008 and I think that most people go through the same trepidation towards 
a new style because when you're talking podcast or you're talking blog or talking Facebook Live, these are all what most people are going to coin as, you know, like new age, even though like now it's probably second old. level or third level or, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's blogging 6.0 and it's still new. But what I went through then was questions about quality of content. And what I found out was because my first blog took me about, let's go three hours, three and a half hours to write it. And then I had uh, my wife's friend that was a teacher review it, check for English, because you were talking about, worried about, you know, is this message going to be you know, is it going to be okay? Like I'm not a good writer. Cause I'm an awful writer. I'm terrible at it. Nobody read it, which was awesome. Right. So like after I put in a bunch of hours, nobody read it. I think I had 58 views after a week and I was like, Ooh, okay, cool. So we can't spend that much time. Um, so then I decided to, what I learned was to write for the web, which is actually not as critical as book writing. Cause I think that a lot of people think it has to be book quality but because there's just so much content on the web, I'm just trying to give people comfort and story as well that I went through that same pain and that I got more viewers with the, something that was poorly written and more readership and more loyalty than with something that was perfectly written. And I, it was more about the writing about that specific topic that was more interesting that I found more, even though the writing, you know, I used to always get the comments, oh, you should you spell checker and that word doesn't make sense. And then I would get three leads and I was like, okay, good. It worked. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, even now yes. when we send an email out that has a typo in the subject line, we get more responses about the typo and you're like, okay, great. You're listening. Yeah. All right, you're on. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Not a bad. And that's the goal, right? Like if you're doing this to sell more homes, it doesn't matter how you get there. Like just start doing it. And like you said, a typo that could have been totally an accident. And I imagine now it's intentional because <laughs> you want to get the more responses. It gets yeah. more responses. It gets the conversations going. But Jeff, what you, I wanted to address something that I think people need to know if they're going to start doing content is creating the content is just phase one. It's just the first step. Like you have to create it and then you have to learn how to promote the hell out of it. Because if you just you write an article, you could spend 12 hours. Yeah, magical, yeah. huh? You could spend I'll tell you, hours I'll, an article. Yeah. And if nobody sees it, it's like it never happened. I, I think you're so right. I, I, I actually, yeah. Did you guys deserve to hear that? Uh, we, we, that? We got half of my marketing team in, in the room. And that was the topic of conversation the last eight weeks in a row. I was going to say and, <laughs> thinks that marketing is creating content but it's only it's only half it's like you know having a shoe without a sole right oh, oh. wow <laughs> that comes up on the fly yeah, yeah. but i mean <laughs> it's not done because it, like you said is if it does not get strip, distributed correctly it it doesn't get seen yeah so what do you, what do you find are the best distribution methods. Yeah. So let's take, I mean, obviously we apply a lot of what we do in communicating with real estate agents, right? We have this podcast for real estate agents. You have a business for real estate agents, but let's have you put your realtor hat back on. And I'm very curious on what distribution methods of your real estate content get the best results from buyers and sellers that you're looking for. Honestly, it's all the, all those distribution channels are the same. It doesn't matter who my target audience is. I use Facebook, Instagram, 
um, YouTube, and then you know podcasting and, and uh, Alexa obviously use use the same channels. But um, you know, so do you have a Salt Lake City podcast? No, not yet. No. All right, so right now it's just the Massive Agent podcast, which has a has a learning curve, right? We're on it as well. We have this yeah. podcast episode. Was it fifty six? Fifty six, nice. Where it's this learning curve to figure out how to do it, so that we can cr- get better at this skill, so that we right. can apply it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think business to business is different than business to consumer, and that's we got a question from the audience. So the question is from Matt. Matt says, um, "What is the best way to generate leads from stories on Facebook or Instagram?" Property walkthroughs at restaurants, locations, you talking, market updates, etc. Anything stick out as working better than something else? Question. Good question. Thanks, Matt. What do you think, Dustin? I think you have to take a step back and figure out what is actually, actually, and honestly going to get somebody's attention and be interesting to them. That has to be the Don't foundation. Don't do it naked. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you cut out for a sec. Oh, uh, he said, "Do it naked." <laughs> you get people to comment. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if you see it, yeah, I'm just teasing. No, Sorry, you need to wear the lead. Oh, wear the lead. That would okay. work. But it, you know, first off, it has to be a topic that's actually going to get people's attention, and then once you do it, you you just kind of have to have in mind: okay, am I going to do this for a, a Facebook video? Am I going to do this on YouTube? Is this just going to be an Instagram story or a Facebook Live? Or am I going to turn it into a blog post? But it, it all has to start with what is going to get attention and be actually, honestly interesting to people. Not just what you want to be interesting, what is actually going to be interesting. And that's why I say stop posting about real estate all the time. That's not interesting. It's not going to get attention unless someone's actively looking for that information. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. I think it's, it's harder. So Can you give us those like, words? Yeah. Just- how about that? We need an example. Like, give us something that you um, shot, or I mean, like, or maybe you help one of the agents that you. I think that that's. I think that's the biggest struggle out there. Is it's hard to know what that. So, what is interesting? Sure. Okay. So, one of the best pieces of content I've done, and I'll give you. I'll give you like five examples. Uh, the first Sweet. one that really that really gave me um, validation that I was on the right track was. I was driving down the street and near me, there was a top golf being built at the time. I didn't have a clue what top golf was. There was nothing like that in Salt Lake and you guys are in Scottsdale. Yep. You guys have one, right? We have one. Yep. Been there. So I felt the same way you did. What the hell is top golf? Yep. Exactly. I can drink golf on the course. Yep. Why do I need? Yeah. yeah. Like, no, is I it scary? I went, right. yeah. I, Googled it. <laughs> I went and I Googled top golf and I'm like, that looks cool. And I'm like, well, I'm going to find out about it. I'm just going to write an article about Top Golf is coming to Salt Lake City. And I included some videos. Like I just took one of their YouTube videos and embedded it. I took some of their photos. I just did like, here's what Top Golf is. And it's coming to Salt Lake in this area. And I freaking published it. And, and then I started sharing it. Again, contents first. Then you have to distribute. Started sharing it on Facebook with um, an interesting. Like on a business page or on your personal page? This was on my blog, but then I posted that article on both my personal and my business page and in Facebook groups. But like what, have, kind of, what kind of Facebook groups? Like like lab coats or stuff like no, that? Local or? ones. Local ones like local classified groups, yard sale groups, um, community pages and groups, wherever it would be relevant. Uh, like event, local event 
groups. And I just made sure that the image that showed up when you pasted it into Facebook was an attention-getting image. And it showed a three-story driving range. It showed Topgolf. And if you hadn't seen it before, it's like, wow, that's cool. And then the, the title was like um, this massive, what did I say? It was something like this awesome thing is coming to Salt Lake City. So people, it, it got their curiosity right off the bat. And I had like 5,000 Facebook shares in a short period of time. Topgolf reached out to me. And they're like, hey, we want you to come to our media night. Here's two tickets for you and your wife. We were there with like the news people and the sports casters and like all these local media, like true traditional media. And then little old me. And I was like, holy shit, this works because I got their attention. It interested people. And the article was written on my real estate website. So with all that traffic, naturally, some people are going to wander over into other parts of my website and start looking at homes and start uh, you know, requesting a home value or learning more about me and our, you know, downloading our buyer's guide or whatever it is. And so just by getting a bunch of traffic there, they have, they had no interest in real estate. They wanted to learn about Topgolf, but some of them were like, Oh, look at this website I'm on. Sure. I'm going to look for homes. And I got leads and I closed deals from it. I think he was first. He was the, yeah, me too. I think he was, first. I think, well, we do a lot of, uh, search engine optimization and we've wrote, rewritten a, and done a lot of video blogs and our most successful is being um, the early bird. The early bird gets the worm. Cause yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, if you the wrote, if you, if you wrote one about top golf now, I'm just trying to help the, the audience in our experience as well, because yes. I'm trying to think of the, article that we wrote because there was a the phoenix open was coming to town and it happens to be right around the corner here and the lunch in with the guy from the tour birds yeah and there were anyway last year's winner we were we were the first ones to promote it and then yeah. we got the 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 click bait. oh here's what here's what we need to do yeah. you know in our world what we need to do is when's the super bowl coming to town 2021. 2021 is coming to Phoenix. So we need to talk about where you're going to get a rental home for Super Bowl now. <laughs> no, seriously. Yes. I know. This is, yeah. we saw the reason we, I, of course, when we talk about spikes that we see, the last spike that we saw was around Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a 50,000 to 75,000 visitors to our website spike. I mean, it was, which is significant for three, us. Three, three to four months long. Right. Like it'd be like unbelievable how we were like, we're doing, we're, we're killing <laughs> yeah, it. Really good. And then no, when they but, left, it slowed yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love about that is notice the topic had nothing to do with real estate. It wasn't, it wasn't a video called the five tips to buying your first home. No, you just, you got, yeah. you focused on something that's going to get attention. People are going to go to your site. And I'm sure some of those people got turned into leads, I would imagine. All right. So we like to um, start more lists than we finish. And I know that we've started two <laughs> lists so far. <laughs> so we can, we can either go for number two of top listing strategy or number two of the, one of the top five content things. That you have. <laughs> Which would you prefer? Let's go with the, let's go with the t content ideas because I think that is the way to accomplish getting more listings and more clients. All right. Okay. So number two. So uh, go – Go reach out to like the 10 best coffee shops in town, whatever the hell you think the 10 best coffee shops are like, go to, go to Yelp, go to Google, and then use your own opinion and come up with your own top 10 list for sushi restaurants, coffee shops, 
Um, I did one. It was the best parks and playgrounds in Salt Lake City. And that one went crazy with thousands and thousands of, of shares and, and leads that came from that. Um, uh, you could also do... Sorry. Nostalgia. Like Go ahead. Sorry. I like those. And yeah, uh, we all do. Noel, and they're evergreen. I've got another question for you. We're getting, uh, let's see, Noel says, as a home inspector, I provide a mix of humor, safety issues, and general maintenance topics on my YouTube channel. People love to laugh when they see things like a kitchen without a stove, doors that are six inches too small. But I also draw interest with the post of how to clean dryer vents or the problem that pigeons can cause. Nice. nice. That's good. But yeah, that's support. real content. Yeah, thanks, Noel. I think it's good to inter to intermix the humor and helpful posts, right? Here's oh, yeah. we see. Oh, and here's how you can actually sell your house for more money. Are you going to go hashtag character versus confidence? No, no that's okay. not. I don't, okay. I don't think right. that's well said, but no. <laughs> it sounds like Noel is doing all the right stuff because it – we see it all the time in, in our real estate agent Facebook group. I actually want to look at his blog because of it. Yes. <laughs> right. That's awesome. But how often do you see some photo that an inspector took of like, uh, you know, a wire going right through a water pipe or something and it's shared tens and tens and tens of thousands of times. If you, if you just start with that humor of like the, st the crazy stuff you see while you're inspecting, Along with the tips and the the how tos and all that stuff that people are are googling and YouTubing anyways, you continue doing that and really master distributing and uh, and promoting. You're going to absolutely crush it, not just locally but online. You're going to be able to monetize your whole site and everything. I've so do you think uh, presence then just because you're going down this road? But I, it's just a question that's on my mind. It's more important to establish a social media presence or this stuff on your own website? Both. Nice answer. Both. You have to do both. I don't, I don't know of a way to do just your website and not do social media. Like I don't, I don't understand how that works unless me, you're really, really, really good at SEO. You could do that, but why, why wouldn't you want to do both? When I first started a blog, it was, I used social media. The blog was the long form. And then the social media was the short form, right? Like here's where I have, I posted this full, this full strategy over here. Check it out. Um, one of the tips is X, Y, Z. And then they go over to where the long. Yeah. Form I think social media is the, what you were saying is part of the distribution. Absolutely. That's right. It. That's how you get it out through your channels. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. We call it, we call it hub marketing here is what we do with our website. We use the website as the hub and then there's uh, email texting, um, and then social media as well as mail to bring everything back. I think that's why you said both. It was a trick question, but I think you got it right. So good job. Thank you. I'm good at the trick question. Yeah. Um, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. Your website is kind of like your home base. And it, if you think about it, it's really the only property that you own. Like you don't own Facebook. You don't own Instagram. Like you're just using their property to promote yourself and your business, which is fine. But like that could be taken away if an algorithm changes. You heard about all these e-commerce businesses and media companies that went out of business when Facebook changed their algorithm and all of a sudden their traffic just was cut 90%. So if you build your business on the back of, of someone else's product, that's dangerous. A website is on the internet. It's not really someone else's platform. You own your site and you own your email list. So yeah, those should be 
kind of the hub, like you said. I think that's a great way to put it. Awesome. So um, what are we not talking about that you think that we should uh, talk about? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. So I like to talk about it, everything. I talk yeah. a lot. That's why I have a podcast, like you guys, I'm sure. Yeah, but I mean, so let's talk. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about, the like, um, I don't know, how did you grow your coaching business or why did you win it or something along that line? Sure. Yeah, I started it because I realized that I had a real talent for, for lead generation. And and this is this will kind of teach – reinforce the lesson I talked, I, I told earlier is like, I, I started a Facebook group uh, with some other people called the snap pack, the snap pack real estate marketing group. And a bunch of agents started joining it. And it was all about marketing ideas and strategies. And I just started sharing what I had learned by doing all my own content and then promoting it and everything. I started that and more agents were receptive to it. And they're like, yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. And, and like, I started realizing people are actually paying attention to me and doing what what I say. And, and I was like, okay, like I I kind of felt the responsibility to continue sharing what I know. And, um, and then I realized, you know, a a great way to take that to the next level is start a podcast, start a website, um, start creating content for agents to help them with their, their mindset, with their marketing, with, um, their, the day-to-day operations of their business. Like, so you actually do the marketing for them then? No. Is that what I just Oh, no. okay. I, I just you teach just them how to fish. Them. You just teach them how to fish. Teach them how to fish, exactly. Awesome. So yeah. do, you, do you track then how much their sales go up because of that? I mean, how do you judge your their success? On what they tell me? <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> on whether they keep honestly, coming back. Yeah. <laughs> if they keep paying the bill. I'm sorry. I figured you charged. I don't yes. know. Maybe Honestly, though, for me, Jeff, like that's... I'm not a big guy on tracking stuff because I, part of it is because I'm spread so thin in so many different directions. But I like, you know, when someone, when you're helping somebody, you know, when they're having results from what you're, you're teaching. And then, you know, when they don't, like if all of a sudden you don't hear from them for a while, you're like, I should probably check in with so-and-so make sure they're still doing okay. Cause sometimes they're just frustrated and they don't want to reach out and bug you. Other times they're so damn busy closing deals that, that's why you haven't heard from them. So like you, I just go with my gut and I think it all comes down to just like caring. You know, you just have to have a genuine interest in, in helping someone else. I know that it sounds, it sounds <laughs> but um, you know, there's a lot of people out there just trying to make some money by selling stuff to an agent, which I understand if you want to get rich, sell something to an agent. I mean, my hell, we spend so much money on ridiculous stuff, but right there, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, just curious, what do you speak about uh, when you speak for Inman? So I've spoken about disruption and, you know, basically disruption within the industry and and technology and how you can use it to your advantage instead of being afraid of it. Um, I'm speaking at at Inman Connect this January about how to start a podcast. So I I talk about all things marketing and, and then the state of the industry, about Zillow, about Open Door, about Amazon. Facebook and how they're going to completely th- throw this industry on its head. Yeah. Well, I, I think we can wrap it up with that kind of question. I just, what do you think is coming and what are like either positive or negative or what maybe agents should change for what's yeah. coming in the future? Um, any comments about that before we let you go? For sure. Yeah. Um, I see 
I think we all kind of know something big and drastic is going to happen within our industry that changes everything. There's some powerful players with very, very deep pockets. And I'm not necessarily talking about in our industry. We're all focused on Zillow and Open Door, as we, we should be. But what about Amazon? They used to be worth a trillion. Now they're worth $800 million. All they have to do is go in and spend $1.5 billion and buy Redfin. And tomorrow they're like, we'll sell your house for free. What are you going to do? If, if, if your value was only on the transaction or um, you were the discount agent or whatever, if that's your value, you're screwed. So for you, not so good news. I, 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 still I missed the point there because I, I don't know if it cut out. You said Amazon used to be worth eight hundred trillion, a trillion, yeah. and now it's worth eight hundred million. Yeah. What was the What was the point of that? So they reduced value. They they're they're worth less. Right. I mean, the flux. I'm. I was talking about that just to show how big they are, because Zillow is a seven or a six billion dollar company, which is huge. But Amazon was worth a trillion dollars. So I'm talking about how they have the, they can write a check and buy Zillow. They could write a check and buy Redfin or Remax or whoever the hell they want, and oh. and change everything <laughs> overnight. He's only seventeen trillion. I think it's cutting out a little bit. They so they, they could buy they could buy every house in America, and then all of a sudden you're a renter. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the whole message that I'm trying to get across with with saying that is not to freak people out, but if you're if you're focused on the right things, if you make your value about being the local expert, about um, being the local celebrity that people want to work with, because uh, there there was an Inman article the other day about how uh, millennials want to work with an influencer, not a real estate agent. Well, what if you're the influencer real estate agent through the content that you do? You're going to be just fine when all of a sudden. Amazon or Facebook or whoever comes into the real estate industry and changes everything overnight, you're going to be fine because they can't replace your local expertise and your local celebrity. Can I get a hashtag boots on the ground? Yeah. Hashtag boots on the ground. I, I got to ask you though, cause we, I've been trying to grow my internet, my Instagram presence and it's harder than it looks. It is. Any tips on that? <laughs> like, oh, it, like it is, oh, what? I, I was going to take a shot. At take it. a shot. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, it's right there. <laughs> Hit me. Right. Uh, uh, Connor McGregor, come on! I love your Instagram. I love it. <laughs> it's harder than it looks. Instagram is a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, but um, it, what I found to be the most helpful is just to consistently. That's the difficult thing. Yeah, you have to consistently put out good stuff, and with again, it, it and it's the same as everywhere else. The same as blogging or podcasting or anything. You've got to figure out what's going to be helpful to people, what they're going to be interested in hearing about. And then do it and just keep doing it and then interact with people. You know, don't just don't just put content out and, and then never interact with anyone else. Go talk to other real estate agents on Instagram. Go comment on their stuff. Go like their stuff. Go uh, comment on other people in your local area and just have conversations. It's social media. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. We All appreciate right. your time. Yeah. Austin, you've, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Any Thanks, questions guys. for us? If not, um, I'm just wondering, number two and number three on the top <laughs> listing strategy, I got to wrap it up with that because we opened with it and we're going to end with it. What is, what is number three top listing tip that you give to your clients after they've become the neighborhood mayor? They are now the mayor of their town online. They're an influencer. What do they do next to get new listings? 
don't underestimate how much adults love toys. And by toys, I'm talking about drones. So I like to bring my drone. I like to go to a listing. And after the presentation, I'll just say, hey, look. And I learned this um, from, from one of the big shot Beverly Hills <laughs> agents or something. But they're like, hey, let's go check out your house from above. Pull out your drone. Go fly it up. Let them see you do it. They'll ask you to play with it. They'll ask you to fly it. And that connection you make there, you're going to convert almost all of those listings. Wow. Awesome. That's a good tip. There you go. Like that's that. awesome. Bam! Bam! All right. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Dustin. You hey, bet. Happy Wednesday. Take care, man. Thank you for listening. Now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one-on-one coaching or solution events, text 480-530-7972.